Hey, Chrissy here. I am a landscape architect and the owner of Kismet Design. I am a very process-driven designer, and I love sharing what I do and how I do it with anyone who's interested. Reaching your true potential and achieving your own personal goals will not happen by chance. You have to set your intentions, make a plan, and do the work. Thank you for joining me to nerd out on design. Don't forget to subscribe and to share too. Let's create something great together. I wrapped up last year with a discussion on perfectionism. I have set many, many goals for myself for the new year, as I'm sure you have as well. One thing that I do each year is set a word of the year. My word for last year was refine. My goal was to really dial in on my processes, services, and skills. I feel pretty good about where that focus took me through the last year. I made some great refinements both personally and professionally. My word for this year is reach, both as in reaching to new heights and in expanding my reach. I started the podcast on a whim with really little thought as to what I hoped would happen with it, but more of an experiment. I put it out there to see what the possibilities might look like. I had a lot more fun doing it than I expected, and I was blown away by the positive feedback as well as the growth in audience that I saw. Now that I have seen what the possibilities look like and have a glimpse of what it all feels like adding into my already busy workload, I'm excited to keep it rolling. I appreciate you sticking with me. Today, as we start the new year, I'm thinking about brand. Building brand is so much more than just a logo and a color scheme. Brand is what you stand for and why you do what you do. Would you be inspired to hire a web designer if they told you that they just became a web designer only because they could get paid well and didn't really care about design? I certainly wouldn't. I want to work with someone who cares about what they do and why they do it. Now, that's a pretty unlikely situation because most creative fields are mainly pursued by people because they have a passion for it. It's not something you just by happenstance end up in. There are professions, however, where it is more common to find people that are not passionate about what they do or why they do it, but rather go to work as a means to an end to get paid to support their lifestyle. I believe the old adage is something along the lines of you either live to work or you work to live. One of the first that comes to mind is car sales. I don't know why, but if I had a choice of working with a car salesman, who just cared about selling cars only as a means of getting paid and had no knowledge, passion, or drive for the product, or to work with someone who did it because they were really passionate about cars and spent their spare time researching competitive brands to figure out what the pros and cons were and owned that car themselves and could provide firsthand experience of what they like or didn't about the car that you're looking at, I think we'd all choose the latter. The catch is the passionate person might not be a good salesman by sales standards. And I feel like a lot of designers fall into that category and sales tends to turn into a four letter word for most of us. They likely make the sales only because their passion and knowledge are inspiring and comforting to their clients. This is a dichotomy often found 
amongst business owners and upper-level management in larger companies. There is a learning curve and a unique balance to be found between skill, knowledge, and passion. Maybe it's not a passion for the product. Maybe it's a passion for customer service or a buying experience. Anytime you can bring passion into what you do, it will make it better, more fun, and dramatically increase your results. This is a passion that will keep customers coming back to them. I have had many great and inspirational teachers who were passionate about what they were teaching and why. But there's one that really sticks out in my mind specifically for his passion. I unfortunately can't even remember his name, but I could picture his face clear as day. My husband, boyfriend at the time in college, had just taken his class and I was in need of another elective for the upcoming semester. So although I had little to no interest in astronomy, other than thinking that the stars and constellations were pretty to look at, I signed up. Needless to say, my husband gave me a good sales pitch for this teacher. It was a topic I was not passionate about, but the professor, who was infectionately passionate about it, you just couldn't help but be excited for class, which was good because it was early. That is the level of passion that I want to bring to my work and the infectious excitement I want to bring to my colleagues and my clients. The passion you have is the driving force in building your brand. Whether you're a business owner or employee, as a creative anything, you bring a critical piece to the brand that you serve and sell. Business ownership has its own skills and knowledge. Not everyone has those skills and knowledge, but can still be successful if they have a good brand and the foresight to be able to hire and fill their business shortcomings. Building a business that holds the client experience and customer service as top value will aid in success. Being able to build a brand that expresses the passion and knowledge that you have, as well as the drive and desire for why you chose that profession in the first place, will bring people to you. Just like that teacher that I had brought people into his classroom because they just wanted to see that passion. They, it was exciting and inspirational, even though many of us would never pursue degrees or careers in that field. Building a business that can continue to deliver that brand and that passion and follow through will bring repeat business and help establish a continuum of referrals for continued success. I've heard of designers that are brilliantly talented, but really challenging to work with and provide poor customer service. They likely don't get many referrals, or if they do, the referral comes with subtitles. I personally don't want my referrals to have subtitles or any butts attached. I strive for all of my clients to be lifelong super fans of me and my work. Most of my colleagues are solopreneurs meaning they run a business of one. Their business brand is also their personal brand. It is them. They are selling themselves as much as they are selling the service. One cannot be distinctly separated from the other. Most creative fields, regardless of business size, are like this. As a designer, it can feel like you are giving a little piece of yourself to each client. Not giving it away like it leaves a hole, but giving them a replica of a piece of your creative genius. Say you hire a web designer. 
you're looking at the work they have done to ensure their style fits yours. You're talking with them to see if it feels like they're a good personal fit and deciding if their personal brand aligns with your goals and what feels right to you. Your clients go through that same process when interviewing you to design their landscape. Behind the scenes, they may have an assistant who's doing much of their production work, but ideally, they are overseeing and providing direction, clarity, and final approval before it gets to you, their client. Each product delivery has their stamp of approval and their touch. If it doesn't, you may find that what you thought you were getting from the initial selection process isn't what was delivered. For me, this has been the hardest part about trying to grow my team. I have a clear vision of services, experience, and product that my company will deliver. Finding the right person that shares that is important. If you haven't listened to enough of my content to figure it out, I have a very distinct ideas and methods of how I do everything. I'm very open to new ideas and my favorite collaborators, whether that be employees or contractors, are the ones that challenge my way of thinking. But there are instances where I'm presented with a new idea or way of doing something by someone who just thinks it shouldn't be a certain way just because. For all of you parents out there, I know you've told your children at least, well, let's not count, more than a few times, to do it because I said so. Well, we all know how well that works, and I am just as stubborn as a two-year-old when presented with ideas in the same way. But I light up if I am told it should be done a certain way because that will create these other connections, fill in this gap here, and create an opportunity there. Yes, that is what I live for. Working with others internally or externally to my business, it is important to me that they have a mindset, goals, and vision that align with mine. Everything needs to be intentional, and it needs to have a process and reasoning behind it. It doesn't need to be a replica of me. That would be boring and honestly, probably really annoying, but in alignment and balanced. I find my most successful pairings are the ones in which strengths and weaknesses complement each other, aligned in a common vision. If you haven't listened to the episode with Colleen Hansen, our conversation is a perfect example of why we work so well together. Nothing is random. The more deliberate and well thought out the idea, intention, and vision, the better. I design this way too. Each placement and each alignment is intentional. You will find these alignments and repetition in nature as well. The golden rectangle or Fibonacci sequence is the perfect example of nature's intentional design. This existence of intentional proportions and sacred geometry can be found in art and architecture forever. Everything is related, and the purpose or direction of one thing will inform another. It may seem like we've gotten off topic, but not really. Building a brand is like building a web of services, values, processes, and intentions that are all interconnected. When executed well, it is often not even apparent until it is pointed out or explained. But once revealed, it is inspiring and exciting. Just like the conversation on design presentations, the design may be nice at first look, but given the explanation of why it is laid out the way it is and the thought behind the decisions made adds another layer of understanding and enjoyment to the client experience. Building your brand, it should say something about you. Even the largest corporation started somewhere. 
and the most successful ones are the ones with deeply ingrained brands built on solid core values and vision. For me, I place very high standards on efficiency, dependability, positivity, and process, 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 of course. These values can be seen in the clean, simple process I guide clients through, in the cheery colors on my website and my designs, my scheduling and communication practices, and so much more. Even the Hosta image on my website that is visible to much of my other branding was selected for more than just because I think it's beautiful. Yes, it is pretty, but the name of the Hosta is Great Expectations. Enough said, I think. The naming of my business was done intentionally as well. Many designers use their own name. I did not want to do that for many reasons, one of which is that most people have a really hard time spelling my name correctly, and that's okay. The name of my business is Kismet Design. Kismet means by destiny or fate, an event or course of events that will inevitably happen in the future. There were many other factors that led me to the word Kismet and why I chose it. I could go into great detail here, but I won't right now. Everything about your business from its logo, services, processes, communication style, content, relationships, all say something that informs an outsider of your brand. Don't you want it to say something you're proud of and something that is accurate and on target with your vision and goals? I do. It is important to remember that brand is more than just imagery. It is a feeling and emotion as well. How you make your clients feel is part of your brand. It's not so tangible, but it's super important. I believe that it is the most important part of my brand. It is also the thing that leaves the most lasting impression and what inspires my clients to continue referring me to friends and family. Brand is an experience. I strive not to only deliver a well-thought-out design as my product, but an experience that the client will enjoy and one that brings simplicity and relief to a process by which can often be stressful and challenging. As I plan out my year and set in motion the means by which I will achieve my goals and how I will continue building my brand and expanding my reach, I want to highlight something. I love goals. And not just because the new year is upon us. I geek out on goals year round. I want to highlight gratitude. Often goals are made looking at what could or should be and setting intentions to fill a perceived void. As you set your goals to build your brand and find new ways to share your passion, be sure to ground yourself in some gratitude for the present and what you have in reality and look at how far you've come so far. Being grateful for the present helps you see the good and build upon it and that gratitude will fuel your passion and excitement for where you're going in a way that will be infectious to your colleagues and your clients. Please share with me what inspired your brand, how you show and share your passion, who inspires you, and where you're headed. Just as your life and career are a journey and an evolution, brand is as well. My brand today is not what it will be in five years or 10 years. Each step you take Each new layer of growth and experience evolves the brand of your business. Goals set the course heading to make sure you're headed in a direction that you want, but each micro step along the way is an integral part of the entire puzzle. Your enjoyment of the process and evolution will feed your passion and excitement and often effortlessly build 
on the brand you reflect into the world. Enjoy the process and keep building. To wrap up, I want to thank you for your time. I hope the ideas discussed today have left you feeling excited and energized. As I build both my business and my life, I value the support and feedback you provide. I would love for you to reach out to me to let me know what you think, give me ideas, or just to connect. Please don't forget to subscribe and also share with a friend. Until next time, go create something wonderful.